cheers to another episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. I'm your guide, AJ Weinzettel, on this journey of stories showcasing the people behind the wonderful world of wine, where we dive into conversations ranging from terroir, viticulture, to favorite music, superpowers, and more. Please enjoy this episode of the Wine Notes Podcast. Even though 2020 was this amazing cluster of bewilderment on every possible level imaginable, 2020 was a great year for me. I connected with so many people in wine country and made some spectacular friends along the way. West Coast Wine Guy introduced me to Vincent and his wines. Vincent ended up joining AJ's Happy Hour, and it was an event I will not forget. My first impression of Vincent was meeting him in the parking lot of New Seasons to pick up wine. We chatted for a little bit, and he is the most down-to-earth, laid-back person I have met in quite some time. I would never have known he was a winemaker based on that one conversation. While in attendance for AJ's happy hour, he presented himself as one of the group and got super nerdy about the wines. I mention this because he was the director of professional development at Merrillhurst University, Before that, he was a program manager at PCC for almost 13 years. He has a major geek side to him, and when you are talking wine, it it, it comes out in troves. It's, It's amazing to see. There is something to be said about someone who has a geek side and relates on a human level. One of the first questions he asked in the parking lot conversation was, Are you into soccer? I adore that he didn't know me and chose to connect on a human level instead of a transactional level. When you look at Vincent's Venmo or LinkedIn picture, you can see the professional academic side of Vincent beyond a shadow of a doubt. COVID has taken its toll on everyone, and when I was at a tasting with Vincent last Saturday, I couldn't reconcile the Venmo picture with the current Vincent. His hair has grown out, almost shoulder length. Maybe maybe I have hair envy, but... I have to say, it looks great on him. I didn't realize he had an active Twitter account, but to see what he has tweeted after the tasting on Saturday really warms my heart. Why in the whole wide world of sports do I mention this? Well, if you see Vincent face-to-face today, you might think he is Patrick Swayze from Point Break in the late 80s or early 90s. On the surface, Vincent might come across as someone who doesn't deep dive with Alice into the rabbit hole. But man, the educational geek can't help but surface faster than the sun coming up at 5.30 on an Oregon summer morning. His passion for wine is amazing. How many times have you heard winemakers talk about picking grapes at a certain brick level, say at 23 bricks? How many winemakers will go deeper and explain to you while you are tasting wine, say something of the sort... It's more than just bricks. We need to think about it. Where's the pH? Vincent will get into the weeds with you in a heartbeat about wine. Outside of bricks and pH, Vincent is a little touchy-feely about the grapes by saying, you can tell a lot how it feels, again, like grilling steaks. But once pH gets higher, I think you've missed the liveliness and the El Dante quality I'm looking for. Other winemakers will say, No, wait for flavors and then add acidity back to the juice in the winery. To me, that's like burning something and then cutting off the burn parts and saying, there, that's perfect. Do you know how well done your steak is by touching it? 
Is it a feeling? And I have to say, I adore how Vincent uses the same concept when it comes to his grapes. I pulled up this quote from Vincent and his philosophy on winemaking. It resonates with me on so many levels in tech, and everyone is trying to get features out the door as quickly as possible to put another checkmark on their resume. Vincent's winemaking goal is straight out of the old Oregon wine book. He wants to make Pinot Noir that speaks of the place where it has grown. So why doesn't he make his wine where the vineyards are? Vincent puts it plainly. I don't have the money to just go buy land and build a winery. Plus, it wouldn't feel right. I'm a city person, he says. I'm married. We have kids. I wasn't just going to move down to Dundee and be another guy on the hilltop. That's not me. I've talked so much about Vincent, the person, but let's sway the conversation a bit toward his wines. As you know, I'm always on the quest to look for the next hidden gem in Oregon wine country, and Vincent fits the bill perfectly. His wines are outstanding, and the price compared to other wineries is unintelligible. During my tasting on Saturday, I tasted the 2019 Pinot Blanc from Zenith Vineyard, the 2017 Brickhouse Chard, a red 2018 Pinot Gris, a 2018 Tardive Willamette Valley Pinot Noir, a 2018 Redford Vineyard Pinot Noir, and a 2018 Armstrong Vino Pinot. If you notice, red was in all caps. Because who does a red Pinot Gris? The spirit of Oregon wine country runs through Vincent's veins, and no matter what he does, he can't escape it. Trying to run from his amazing madness would be like Peter Parker saying he isn't Spider-Man. Vincent is out in wine country making a living and having a blast while he's doing that. Isn't that what we all strive for? Oh, man, Vincent's spring pre-order is coming to a close here very shortly. You know, if you're not a member of his mailing list, I suggest you join it now. You know, go to his wine, go to his website, and in the meantime, look for his spring offering and taking the prices. You can't go wrong at all, and I've ordered quite a bit over the years. Send Vincent an email what you want, and he'll email you back an invoice payable via Venmo. If you want Vincent's tasty notes, you know, my email address, hit me up. I'll give you what I have. On that note, have a great day, and when you see Vincent next, tell him AJ sent you.